When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, Shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Terms apply. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Ah! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Terms apply. Welcome, everyone, to the latest edition of March Madness Men's Basketball. I'm your host, Andy Katz. On this edition of our podcast, we'll talk to Nate Watson from Providence, J.D. Note from Arkansas, and my rankings of the Sweet 16. But let's look right now at the Sweet 16, a little mini preview going forward. Gonzaga taking on Arkansas, Texas Tech taking on Duke in the West in San Francisco. The Zags beat Memphis in an unbelievable epic game in Portland. Drew Timmy, 21 of 25 points in the second half. Arkansas dispatched New Mexico State. It's going to be a really intriguing game because the Hogs are going to want to push the Zags. The Zags now have dealt with a little physical guard situation that uh, Memphis provided, so they'll be used to it when they take on Arkansas. The other matchup, Texas Tech, led by Mark Adams, first-year head coach, physical, defensive team. They got by Notre Dame. They're going to go against Duke, young team led by Paulo Boncaro, Blue Devils beat Michigan State. Coach K still coaching for at least one more round. It's going to be a very difficult task to get by Texas Tech in San Francisco. If they do, there could potentially be a matchup against Gonzaga, rematch of that game back in November in Las Vegas, trying to get to that Final Four, his last season as head coach. Also, on a Thursday, Saturday in the South, this is in San Antonio, Arizona, an epic game against TCU, in San Diego at Viejas Arena, went into overtime. Benedict Mathurin, Pac-12 Player of the Year, he was sensational. So was Christian Coloco. So they're the number one seed. They took down TCU. They'll take on Houston, which dispatched Illinois in the second round. And Houston, very physical team. Taze Moore had an outstanding game for the Cougars and Kelvin Sampson trying to get back to the Final Four. This is going to be a tough game for Arizona. Other matchup, Michigan, which beat Colorado State, beat Tennessee, Juwan Howard, he had the five-game suspension for slapping Joe Kravinoff. Well, great moment, probably the moment of the weekend when he hugged Kennedy Chandler of Tennessee in the handshake line, showing real compassion, genuine, raw emotion. He knew Chandler, who played with his youngest son. Great moment over the weekend. Michigan beats Tennessee into the Sweet 16. Again, they'll take on Villanova. Villanova knocked off Ohio State, led by Colin Gillespie. And Villanova playing its best basketball at the right time of the year. It's going to be a real tough game for Michigan, but can Villanova handle Hunter Dickinson? That'll be the big question. So that's in the South in San Antonio. The Friday-Sunday matchups start in the Midwest in Chicago. Kansas, the number one seed, they got by Creighton. They're going to take on Providence, which beat Richmond, which beat Iowa. And Providence's Nate Watson. You'll hear from him in the podcast. He'll be going against David McCormack from Kansas. Providence Friars. 
They won the Big East regular season title. Now they're in the Sweet 16, going against a Kansas team. Number one seed, experienced Oche Abaji, one of the best players in the country. They expect to get to the Final Four. Bottom part of that bracket, big surprise. Iowa State versus Miami. Iowa State, led by Gabe Kausher, took down Wisconsin. Wisconsin had issues because Chucky Hepburn got hurt early in that game in Milwaukee. So they shocked the Badgers in Milwaukee. They move on to the Sweet 16. TJ Otzelberger, outstanding year, taking over that program. They didn't win a game in the Big 12 last year. This year, now they're in the Sweet 16. And Miami, Jim Laranega does a great job in March, knocked off the number two seed, Auburn, and Jabari Smith. What a job by Miami, especially defensively. So Miami, Iowa State, that's the surprise part of the bracket. And then Kansas, Providence at the top. And the last region in the East in Philly. Couple blue bloods at the top. North Carolina, UCLA. How did North Carolina get there? Well, RJ Davis, Armando Baycott took out Baylor. They gave up a massive lead, 25 points. They were up, gave up that lead. Baylor came all the way back. Carolina beat them in overtime. So the reigning champs are gone. Carolina will take on UCLA, which outlasted St. Mary's. Big question for UCLA is Jaime Jaquez Jr. Is he healthy? Injured his ankle toward the end of that game against St. Mary's. But UCLA is trying to get back to the Final Four with basically their core group of guys. UCLA, Carolina, they were supposed to play early in the season in Las Vegas, but because of COVID issues with UCLA, the game never happened. So now we get it here in Philadelphia. And then Purdue taking on St. Peter's, the only Cinderella left in the field. I'm not going to really count Miami. Not that they're a normal team that would get to this point. So I'm going with, obviously, St. Peter's. One bid league, tiny school in Jersey City. Purdue has to just get by St. Peter's to get to the Elite Eight. How did St. Peter's get here? Well, they had the win of the weekend by knocking off Kentucky in a 15-2. I still contend this is the biggest upset ever. Bigger than UMBC over Virginia, which was a 16-1 because of, in that year, DeAndre Hunter, who was Virginia's best defensive player, he was not available. And Virginia let teams in. As good as they were that year, the way they play, and UMBC actually had a couple guys that played professionally overseas. This St. Peter's team has no pros. They took down Kentucky. Look at the salaries of the assistant coaches in Kentucky. The facilities, overall budgets for the program. Shaheen Holloway's done an outstanding job. Jersey, New York kids, tough. They took down Murray State after uh, beating Kentucky. They will take on Purdue. I just don't know how they're going to handle Zach Eady, Travion Williams, and Jaden Ivey. The size, speed, athleticism of Purdue. So Purdue, you would think, will advance to the lead eight to take on one of the Blue Bloods. So we should have really good games this weekend in the Sweet 16, heading into the Elite Eight. And when we talk again after the pod next week, we'll be looking at the Final Four. So let's get to our guests here on March Madness Men's Basketball. And now joining me here on March Madness Men's Basketball, J.D. Notate from Arkansas, back in the Sweet 16 yet again. Uh, Let's compare the two years. How much more difficult was getting into the Sweet 16 this year versus last year? Uh, Very difficult. I mean... We kind of had the same type of look, but it just been hard. These games are hard. Nothing ever uh, given. You got to go out there and earn it. You got to go out there and play for 40 minutes. So that's what we've been just trying to stick to and just stay on that. Just play for 40, whatever happened, just get the win. Yeah, I mean, look, you can plan that you're going to play a team like UConn and suddenly New Mexico State's in front of you. And that's the beauty uh, of this tournament beating Vermont and New Mexico State to get to this point, two teams that really pushed you. Uh, how much pressure did you guys feel as the favorite in both those games? I mean, 
we all in here trying to win one game. So, I mean, the pressure is going to be there just by just trying to win the game. Uh, I mean, playing a lower-seeded team, it kind of was like, yeah, we got to win. But then again, we play some good teams, so you got to go out there and earn it. So I feel like we ain't take that slightly. We kind of gave them their respect, and we went to the game focused. Well, and look, we've seen all around this tournament. I mean, fellow SEC teams have been beaten, notably Kentucky by St. Peter's. So you cannot take anyone lightly in this tournament. If you do, you're going to get beat. It's that simple. Um, last season's team, obviously a little bit more veteran than this one. And this one took a little while to, to mesh, which is normal because you guys had some new guys in new spots. Um, at this point of the year, how would you rate the, the quality of basketball you guys are playing? I mean, I'll say seven only because we ain't making shots. But other than that, I feel like we were playing tremendously good. Um, we just go out there and fight for each other. We know the game plan. We try to execute our game plan each and every time we go out there. And at the end of the day, it's just playing hard. So whichever team play harder and make a, make a few shots more than the other team, that's who's going to win. For you guys, I mean, obviously it's a, a make-or-miss game. I mean, that's the simplistic way. But for Arkansas to win, to beat Gonzaga, a team that's got, you know, Drew Timmy, Chet Holmgren, so they got two bigs. One veteran, one inexperienced, but he's a unicorn in terms of his size. What must Arkansas do well to advance to the Elite Eight? Uh, just play play to our strengths. Do what we do. Um, and what are those? If someone said, what are Arkansas' strengths, what are they? Uh, get to the free throw line, uh, push the ball in transition, get back on defense, guard them, make them shoot tough shots, and just play our game. You know, you've had a remarkable season. Uh, I acknowledge that, I, and in my list, you were an All-American uh, and, you know, one of the best players in the country, not just in the SEC. What did you do differently this year to put yourself at a different level? Uh, just the workouts, um, going in two to three times a day during the summer and just grinding, knowing last year that when I fouled out, like that just fueled a little fire in me. So I just wanted to try to use that as momentum and just keep on grinding the whole summer throughout the season and just, man, that's what happened. Hey, last two things. One, playing for Musk. Um, he is high energy. Uh, I mean, you guys have to meet his energy. What's it like to deal with someone who's your coach who is at another level in terms of his energy and enthusiasm and passion? Uh, it just make you want to go out there and play a little harder, you know. Um, and with him – you know, he's going to have that energy. He's going to push you. He's going to yell. He's going to scream. But it's not to bring you down. It's to make you want to go out there and play harder and just get it done, actually. And the last thing, J.D., you know, we talked about this at the beginning of the interview, how difficult it is to advance in this tournament. And you look at, like I said, Tennessee out, Kentucky out, Alabama out, LSU out. Um, and as we're taping, Auburn was about to tip, um, you know, on Sunday. Does it just show how difficult it is to advance in this tournament and how you have to savor each round that you advance because of the difficulty of doing so? Yes. Um, just you got to just bring it each and every day. You can't uh, come out flat. You can't come out feeling sorry for yourself about something that happened the day before the last game. 
So you just got to come out there and just leave it all out there on the court. And I feel like that's what our team kind of does. We just go out there and leave it all on the court. And I feel like that's why we still in it right now. On to San Francisco. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Thank you. Andy Katz, that guy will rank his wife's dinners. He'll rank anything. All right, it's time heading into the Sweet 16 for my power rankings, my Katz ranks of the top 16. Sweet 16, 1 through 16. Well, at number one, Arizona. My pick to win the national championship. They escaped TCU in overtime in San Diego in the second round. They stay in that number one spot. Number two, Gonzaga. The Zags, the number one overall seed, beat Memphis in Portland. Drew Timmy, 25 total points, 21 of those 25 in the second half. Number three, Purdue. Boilermakers now starting to look the part of a potential national champion. Number four, Kansas, the number one seed in the Midwest. They will dominate the crowd in Chicago. Number five, Villanova, led by Colin Gillespie. The Wildcats starting to look like a championship contending team again. Number six, I love the way Texas Tech is defending. They will be in San Francisco. Who are they going to play? Number seven, Duke. The Blue Devils escape Michigan State. Coach K coaching at least one more game. At number eight, Houston. Cougars led by Kelvin Sampson. Defend, they're tough. They're playing this, almost this entire season without their two best scores, and yet here they are again in the Sweet 16. At number nine, North Carolina. The reason they're this high? Well, they took down the reigning national champs, the Baylor Bears, in overtime. At number 10, their opponent, UCLA. Bruins struggled with Akron, so size and speed and physicality could be a problem for UCLA going forward. At number 11, I like Providence here. Friars dispatched Richmond, a team that took out Iowa. Providence will take on Kansas. At number 12, have to give some love to Michigan because not only did they upset Colorado State, they also took down Tennessee. Wolverines will take on Villanova. At number 13, Miami. The Hurricanes beat the number two seed Auburn in the Midwest. Miami playing its best basketball at the right time of the season. At number 14, Arkansas. Razorbacks, led by Eric Musselman, are back in the Sweet 16. They'll take on Gonzaga. Number 15, Iowa State, led by Gabe Kausher, former Big Ten player at Minnesota. Well, he beat former rival Wisconsin in the second round in Milwaukee. And number 16, Cinderella, St. Peter's. Can't really move them higher, even though they did knock off Kentucky. So I'm going with St. Peter's at number 16. And now joining me here in March Madness Men's Basketball, Nate Watson from Providence on to the Sweet 16. Uh, Nate, you've been there for the journey uh, to get to this point. What does it mean to you? I mean, it means a lot. Um, I'm, you know, just very excited to, to just experience this again. You know, it's only my second time, but to really actually win some games finally in the NCAA tournament. So it just feels amazing. I'm very happy that I get to experience with this special group. And you guys did it handily. I mean, Richmond was coming off an Iowa win one of the bigger upsets of the first round. What clicked so well in your second round game? Well, you know, Richmond's one of the hottest teams in the country. So we just have to, you know, mentally stay locked in and stay poised. You know, we're an older group, so we all know what we have to do. Um, so we really dialed into the scout report. We knew the knowns. We knew that their point guard is like, you know, the core of their team. So our, our plan was to, you know, just stop their key players. And fortunately, we got the dub. And it was a quick turnaround because they're a hard team to prepare for on a day's notice. You know, the first game, South Dakota State had won 21 in a row, and everyone loves to pick that trendy upset. Mm -hmm. And you guys were that because you hadn't played well against Creighton. How did you manage those expectations outside of your program? Even though you won the Big East regular season title, you were the trendy upset pick. 
Yeah, I mean, we're we're used to that. Uh, you know, people doubted us a lot this this year. You know, preseason poll picked us as as number seven, and uh, you know, we came out as number one. So we're just used to you know being the underdog now. And uh, you know, my teammates, we went out there and we fought hard. Uh, South Dakota State is a great team, and you know, they made some uh, some big shots. But uh, you know, as credit to my teammates for you know just mentally staying locked in and 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 just giving it their all on and off the court and uh, credit to my coaches too for just giving us confidence and, you know, letting us go out there and, you know, make a run. What has it been about this group in those close games? Cause you've had so many of them prior uh, to the NCAA tournament. Uh, it has to do with coaching too. Uh, you know, coach Cooley is one of the best coaches I think in the country. Um, so, you know, we really listened to him. Um, we, we practice close game situations in practice. So, you know, we're, it's nothing, it's nothing new to us. Uh, you know, we we want to go out there and come out with the dub. So, you know, that's that's what we do in these close games. Um, I think, you know, number one or number two in close game situations in the country. So, you know, we just got to keep doing that. But, you know, I'm not trying to play another close game. You know, I just want to, you know, go out there and maybe just get a blowout, you know, just be comfortable. You know, your atmosphere at the dunk was amazing this year. After last year, I did some of your games last year. It was uh, like a morgue. I mean, you know, you're in the alumni gym, no fans, quiet. Um, you came back among others for a reason mm -hmm. uh, to be in this position. What was it like to experience a real season, a successful one, you know, in front of a packed house every time you guys played? It was honestly amazing. I think the Duck is one of the best crowds in the country. These fans are very loyal. They support us. So, you know, we, we're just happy to put on the show for them and because we feel like we owe them because, you know, they've shown so much support to us. I remember we played Marquette. And it was a snowstorm, and the dunk was still sold out. It was they pushed the game a day to a Sunday. Yeah, yeah, it, it was crazy. So that just shows you that how, how much love our fans have for us and how much love we have for them. And, you know, so that's one of the reasons why I came back, because I wanted to play in front of these people again. And, and last year with COVID, it was just, a, you know, it was just bad. And, you know, we played in Alumni Hall, and it was just no fans there. It was a ghost town. Shooting free throws was just awkward. I don't, it, was just, it was just weird. So, you know, I'm happy I came back and happy that, uh, you know, we, we we were going out with a bang. We won our, you know, regular season champions in front of the dunk, in front of the fans. So I'm just, you know, just very happy for them. Transfers have fit well at Providence. What, why do you think that is? You know, um, it's, it's Coach Coach Cooley, and he he brings in, you know, great guys, and he talks to them. He knows what to say. Uh, he's a genuine guy. So these people, they, they form genuine connections with Coach Cooley. And actually, I was very surprised how Al Dorman, you know, Justin and I came in and we just clicked, clicked right away. And that's part of the reason why we've been so successful this season, because, you know, we're our group, is, our chemistry is just amazing. You know how much he lives and breathes this program, the city of Providence, the state of Rhode Island. Uh, you're there on the inside. What do you think this really means to Ed and his wife and his family yeah. uh, to get Providence so far to the Sweet 16? I think it means a lot to him. You know, coach has already broken a lot of records this year. And to just coach at his uh, his hometown a school, I mean, I, I, I would love that. I mean, it's like, a, it's like a dream come true. You know, we haven't made it to the Sweet 16 since the since 1990-something, you know, 25 years. So I know he's very excited. I know his family is excited. It's his wife, his daughter. It's just a surreal moment for, for us and him. And the fact that, you know, you know, I can't. I was here for five years, and I get to experience that with him. It's just, it's a cool, it's a cool experience, and we're definitely, we're all going to remember this our whole life. All right, there's more to do. Kansas in Chicago, David McCormack, 
comparable size to you. How do you guys beat the Jayhawks? You know, um, I haven't really watched a lot of Kansas basketball this season. I've been focused on us, but, you know, we're definitely going to scout them well. Um, you know, I, I know they're a physical team. You know, they, they, they match us pretty well. So we just got to go in there and, you know, give it our all. Um, you know, sell out. You know, we're an older group. We know what to do. And uh, Well, let, let me help you out there. What, it, for you guys to win, and I understand you haven't scouted them yet, and that's fair. But defensively, clearly you're going to have to play the A game that Providence does play. Oh, so yeah. when, when you guys do that, what does that look like? It's, you know, physical. You know, uh, our motto is tough twos, no threes. So you don't want them to get any threes up. You know, we're going to, you know, body to body, man up, you know, nothing easy at the rim. You know, so that's what we do. That, that's our motto. We, and every game is a physical game, and that's what we're known for. Nate, so happy for you because you deserve it. You've earned it. You got through the knee injury to this point. I'll see you in Chicago because there could be more to come with this Providence team. Thank you so much. And that'll wrap up this edition of March Madness Men's Basketball. Thanks for listening, everyone. A big shout-out to our team at Bleacher Report, Warner Media, and Turner Sports, and, of course, everyone at NCAA.com. Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs>